0: Hello, it's Thursday, the 31st of August in the year of our law, 2023. Welcome back to Liberty Tactics. I'm your host, Lou Collins. And today we have the wonderful Roy Davis back with geopolitical news. And I think, well, I'm noticing a lot now that BRICS, B-R-I-C-S, is starting to be a talking point within the truth movement community um a lot of people totally understand what's going on and why BRICS is going to bring down the dollar and the petrol dollar and will hopefully put an end to the carball but the only person who's really up on this is mr roy davis hi roy how you doing
1: yeah hello how are you doing
0: Yeah, I'm not bad. Not bad. So there's a lot. I'm seeing a lot of talk within the truth community. Um, I've cut myself off a little bit because I've got other things to focus on Um, with regards to the geopolitical stuff. Obviously, there's a hell of a lot going on here in the UK with regards to the drag queens and the story hours and Black Lives Matter getting involved and All sorts of nonsense going on over here. So you've obviously been keeping your eye on the finances and the geopolitical news. So, Roy, we're seeing a lot about BRICS at the moment. Tell us more.
1: Okay, Lou. Well, I'll start off uh, with with an often used quote. Those closest to history do not realise history in the making. What does that mean? Well, great events, you live through them. But it takes for the mass of people many years to realize what they lived through and what the effects of those events were. I'll give an example. If you have a look at the uh, Russia-Ukraine, the SMO for Russia, special military operation, and the war for Ukraine, history will attest, I'm certain of it, that this conflagration has marked the end of the U.S. hegemon and the fall of the cabal, and with it the fall of the currencies, the Western cabal-controlled com- countries. Yet you mentioned truthers. The majority of truthers, uh, they wear the spectacles of their country. By that I mean that, understandably, they see the crisis that's developing now uh, in the in the uh, geopolitical, the macroeconomic, the social political. They see it from the country and from the perspectives of the country that they live in, and they pay attention, or limited attention, to what is taking place in the WCC. It would be. Population take limited uh, limited attention to what's taking place in America. They'll know what's going on roughly in in in, in the countries of Europe. In regard to in regard to uh, America and the American masses, and the truthers, understanding what's taking place in Brex. No, that's. BRICS is something that just might be dawning on their consciousness at this moment in time. And the same with Britain. In Europe, there is a greater understanding because of uh, the trevise, the problems that the European masses are now facing. They clearly understand that it's emanated from uh, the war in Ukraine and the sanctions being imposed. And it's, it's this that I want to concentrate on to bring together what's taking place in the uh, West, in the Western cabal-controlled countries, and then in the rest of the world, which I will now call BRICS Plus. And it, I don't mean in totality every country outside of the WCC is supporting BRICS Plus. But I would say that an absolute overwhelming majority of countries on the planet and the mass population of this planet without a doubt now supports hook, line and sinker BRICS Plus and what it stands for. Now when studying the short and medium-term perspectives for geopolitics, finance, a nation's production, trade, societal issues, you must always keep in mind the general processes that are taking place. And those general processes, they encompass the short and medium term perspective. If you have an idea of the general process, you can then look at events taking place in the short and medium term and put them in the context of the overall developments. You can have a, a, a general process, perspective general process going forward for years. And the events that then approach and take place, you can analyze in that context. And if your general processes are correct, you're more than likely beyond the ball in regard to your perspectives. And I'll attempt to explain the recent BRICS summit, I believe, has marked the defeat of globalism. The rule of the cabal the end of financial colonial rule and the end most importantly of the control of the issuance of currency of money now the more far-sighted truth is they're like in this immediate period of history to the fall of the roman empire in this they err i understand why it's being said and why it's being put forward. But the comparator is not uh, equatable with what is taking place now. Very briefly, Western Rome did fall around 500 AD, but Eastern Rome, based in Constantinople, after the splitting of the Roman Empire into East and West by Constantine. Constantinople being in Istanbul, went on for a further thousand years. <laughs> it was very successful in its uh, link up uh, between the Silk Roads and Eurasia and Europe itself. But the that claim, that analogy that's being given, and I think I heard one of the best truthers in the business, Bill Holter, Putting it forward, somebody sent me a clip. It underscores, really, what is taking place now. Because it is far greater than Rome. Far greater than the East and West split. Not to belabor a point, but never, never before in known history has the control of the issuance of money and currencies of loans and credit ever been removed from the minority to the majority, no matter if it was you know matter if those minorities were benevolent or evil, of different rulers, kingdoms, empires, etc. Never before has this happened. But that's what's taking place now. Bricks, I'll have to say, is an irreversible process which will culminate in the abolition of the ownership and control of those various cabals which have been in power one way or another for millennia. The truth is they're somewhat dismayed in regard to the recent conference. I've had many discussions both in person over the phone, and in particular on Zoom calls, where good truthers have said, "Right, it didn't happen, mate." You know, I just go back and see what happened there, mate. And even, even the best of them, I said, you know, the is around, but they echo some of the leading truthers amongst the macroeconomists and the geopolit- geopoliticists. And that they say, no, oh, you know, it's going to take years for Bricks to offer an alternative. Now, if you have a look at the truthers, the geopolit- geopolitical truthers who are centred around Bricks, they look at the dollar. They look at the Western currencies. And to a large degree, even the best of them, if it be Hudson, Escobar, uh, it, how tire the rest of them. They all say, oh well, yeah, we're doing well, but you know, the West isn't just gonna fall or roll over. And then when you you have look like, at the macroeconomists, you know, the, the Rick Rules, the Shetmans, uh, even even Bricks, they have the position of uh yeah, the dollars in distress, no doubt about it. I don't know about uh, bricks. I, it's a bit of a mis- misdirect. I should qualify the checkman in particular as, as a lay to bricks at all times. But given the last summit, even the likes of him have now started to say, "Well, it, some of the people who spoke about this maybe were a bit previous." But in doing so, both sides don't grasp the needle. They and why don't both sides grasp the needle? Because both of them, from their own perspective, even the ones who are supporting, and some live in the BRICS companies, do not anticipate or expect that the issuance of money, the control of currencies, will be, in ha- will be publicly owned. And that is anathema to the likes of McLeod, Rick Rule, and the rest of the crew. They agree there's a big crisis. They agree that the dollar's going to fall off, but they don't agree that we're going to follow the the BRICS line. They say that BRICS is all-powerful, but then they redirect, and they, they become unsure of their political perspective, and that's because they lack that understanding, I believe, of which way the world will develop. And I heard one say, yeah, I've sent a clip of it, He said, you know, 10 years and BRICS will be making deep inroads. I'm not sure that the Western cabal-controlled countries have got 10 months. At the very outset, it'll be no more than 16 months, 12 to 16, 16 months. There's no chance... I don't believe there is any chance now that the November 2024 election will take place. Somebody sent me uh, a video of Dr. Jan Halper, uh, she's just, I think she's a sort of a researcher of the Department of Defence. I was quite taken aback by it.
0: Absolutely brilliant. I watched it. I know the exact interview. I've seen her a few times. And she's saying she's non-biased and she looks at what's going on in the community, you know, on social media across the band, you know, and what she's seeing, And she comes to her decisions with this. And she said something about the military as well, didn't she? She said the military will have to come in. So I feel exactly the same as you, but we were talking about that beforehand, Roy. were, were the 2024 um elections going to go through if it was such a mess? And that they're already trying to do it already now. And they're starting to worry about the new variant, and it's all so, you know, you know me, I don't believe in coincidences. So sorry to interrupt the way there, but yeah, that that helper lady, brilliant. Yeah. Well, okay,
1: Caleb, you're right in what you're saying. But Jan Halper. Uh, raised the issue, you're right, of the military. But there, there are really important voices now beginning to echo no 2024, it's not going to happen. The military is the only way. And I was quite you see, the military is the only way, but it's the military will come in, the US is the primer to the change of the world. The deep state and the cabal in the US must fall, and it will fall first. 45 will step back onto the global stage. And I watched a Tucker uh, Orban interview, and I was struck that Orban, the Hungarian prime minister, he was eloquent and very supportive of Donald Trump. He said he was the best president in decades. He ended the endless wars. He didn't interfere. And he went further. And he said, I think Donald Trump is the only hope for the future of America. And Tucker Carlson agreed. And he said, oh, and humanity, by the way. And I thought that was very, very interesting. The and humanity bit. And I've dealt with that and I'll touch on it again. But before Trump, For Trump, the fall of the currencies, before that takes place, BRICS will have cemented the overwhelming support of the mass of humanities and the key nations of the planet outside of the financial oligarchy, which is what the WCCC is now, will go over to BRICS+. Plus. They will be The economic powerhouse. The world engine locomotive. Now, I'll I'll deal with three areas of the recent BRICS summit. I'll deal with new members, oil energy, and go-back currencies. Well, the new members are Argentina, the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Iran, Ethiopia. Now the two that I put forward that I always thought were going to come into play were Saudi Arabia and Iran. And it seems that these were the prerequisites for Xi and Putin. That they, above all else, wanted them into the, uh, wanted to welcome them into the bricks. And if you listen to what's being said, uh, it was also agreed that Egypt was integral as well. I won't deal so much with Argentina. That the reason for that is that really it's a, it's a part of the North American, Latin American, South American trading bloc. As such, it's you know it has huge oceans that keep it away from where if you like, uh, business is being decided. But all of these countries are strategically and economically of key importance, which I'll come into in a little bit. But i like to, 42 countries applied to join. We now know officially that 42 countries applied to join. But what a lot of people don't know is they've heard of the G7, They've heard of the G20, but they won't have heard of the G77. The G77 is headed by uh, the president of Cuba, and it encompasses 138 countries. Now, the G77, in the shape of the Cuban leader, and a number of their delegations were there ex officio. So it didn't come under the 64 that attended. There were many more countries unofficially, at that, at that two-and-a-half-day BRICS meeting. Now, one of the anomalies, which I've got to touch upon, because it leads in to what I'm going to discuss in order, one of the anomalies at that conference was on the opening day, where Chi was going to give his address. He went missing for eight hours, and he sent in one of his commissioners to give his opening address. No, I thought, that's very strange. But I, I thought, we'll we'll get to hear about it. We'll get to find out what it was all about. And there was a little two sentences in one of the articles in Sputnik, which stated that the key African states and South American and Latin American states had requested that she Meet them aside from the BRICS conference. That she meet them in person. And I think that's where she went. I understand there were some 20 odd countries. And these were some. None of these were invited into BRICS. But they're absolutely. They're not in BRICS. But they are a part of BRICS. They adhere to bricks, so she met them, and this was a long, long meeting, and it was quite apt. I think it was planned because all the press and the media were in Joburg at the Central Meeting Hall in Sandton, uh, and she makes a left turn, leaves the platform, and nobody follows him because they're all looking and listening. Now I also understand that Putin was on video at that meeting, and I believe powerful discussions took place in regard to future developments that are going to take place globally. Because I believe a number of these countries are now in the process of getting rid of colonial rule, of ridding themselves of the canker of the cabal-controlled countries, using and abusing them. And it's no accident that it's around oil and energy which I want to, which I want to discuss because when somebody says, "Well, you know, not much really happened," it, the tectonic plates moved. They've moved now, and it was absolutely uh, jaw-dropping to see what took place. Because with these countries that I've just mentioned that coming to breaks, it meant now. That OPEX Plus is in BRICS. That out of the 42 countries that applied to join, had they joined the oil-producing countries, it would have given them 83% of the world's oil supply, 66 percent of the world's gas supply. Remember what I said. Although they haven't had formal acceptance, I believe they all act in. In unison, as being part of the greater uh, of the greater BRICS. Now, think back. Why? Why is this? Why is this BRICS Plus meeting of such defining import that I'm making out to be? Well, a year ago, Saudi Arabia, MBS was being attacked by Putin. MBS was called out as a murderer. I remember that Biden said it was a prior state. That Saudi Arabia's most bitterest enemy wasn't wasn't actually America. It was Iran. It's hard to believe that in the course of 29 weeks, all has changed. Who could have foretold that Saudi Arabia and Iran would sign joint trade agreement pacts, joint currency pacts, would reopen their embassies, would unite in the Arab League. Who would have thought that the Arab League will go f- would have gone from a talking shop into a very serious, the only serious, authoritative organization in the Gulf at this moment in time. So the power in the Middle East and the, the those producing countries is now linked firmly to BRICS+. In other words, BRICS now has control of oil and gas on a global scale. I Slightly, I want to get back on to why this is important. Well, General Winter is on its way. In the US, their strategic oil reserves are near an all-time low. have never been so low as they are now. In the EU, there are very little. I'm sorry, their oil reserves aren't too bad in Germany, I and France, but they will be drained very quickly. Gas, no. The EU has to pay four times the cost to America. Now, as for deals for oil from the OPEC countries, I've explained that many of those countries, when France and Germany went to sign them, they said, sorry, we've already signed agreements with China. And you can say, well, that didn't preclude the EU, surely. Well, it did, because China took the volume of all oil off it. And if you're a producing country in the Middle East and you can have a two or three-year contract for MP million pounds, you know, barrels per day, or you can get a 25 or a 50-year contract, you're going to take the 25 and 50-year contract. So China, if you like, vacuumed up all the oil contracts, it could sign, And its oil contracts weren't just oil. They took in oil for which they pay. They can pay in yuan, but more than that, the yuan can then be traded for gold on the Shanghai Stock Exchange. So in the EU, there's a desperation this winter, a real desperation. No gas because America blew up the Joe blew up the pipelines. No oil because China's taken all the supplies. And then you see the developments taking in place. In Africa. Now, the argument of the West, or the plea of Biden, and the plea of the Western leaders is that you've got to increase oil supplies. He went over to see MBS and said, you know, we want increased oil supplies. Joe thought he was back five years, where they could demand of OPEC, because of the hold they had on Saudi Arabia vis-a-vis the dollar and the military power, strength protecting Saudi Arabia. But that is gone. That's all gone now. Russia and China have taken their place. So you have now the uh, the refusal to increase production. On the contrary, we've just witnessed cuts in oil supplies. That were promised back in May and June to come into place in August. Then there was the July, which is promised to come into place in October. And already the BRICS Plus have said that they will further look at this. So oil now is beginning to go up on the indexes. From going to the to the to the low 60s, it's now up into the 80s. But get ready. It's going to go to the hundreds, 120, 130. It's going to explode. What is the net effect of that? Well, it's very apt that we talked about Africa in the last discussion, because I concentrated on the developments taking place in Africa, both historically, but also in Niger. But now, Niger has been superseded by developments in Gabon. And we are now, in the words of the Financial Times, in Africa, we are living in the age of the déjà coup. And I think that's a very apt phrase that they put forward. And all these countries and all these mouthpieces of these countries of the West Look with absolute trepidation at what's taking place. Now, in Gabon, let's not forget, Gabon produces 200,000 barrels of oil per day. It is a member of OPEC plus. And again, it is under the control of France. Its currency is under the control of France. Now, when analyzing these events, when we're having a look at these countries, we again have to look at the general processes. And again, in which way is the arrow pointing? Are these countries moving to a, encompass the dollar, re, uh, if you like, reconnect with the, uh, with the, with the WCC, with the kabab, with their former colonial masters? Or are they looking to BRICS Plus? I would say overwhelming, and I'll try to give some evidence, that it's BRICS Plus that the whole of Africa is now beginning to fall into the spell of South Central, Latin America, middle, uh, to a large degree, are now supporting BRICS Plus. In the Gulf states, they're BRICS Plus. So Africa is the last uh the last piece on the board but it's the one which should be the engine of production of manufacture of commodities of the revolution that's going to be carried out under the brics under the auspices of brics plus now the big producers of oil. The Saudis, Russia and even Nigeria. They've cut their oil production. Not so the smaller ones. So if you have a look if you have a look you've got in Gabon 200,000 barrels per day. Now the actual income from oil to Gabon is $6 billion a year. And that works out at $8,000 per person per head of population. that, that would be, that's what the, the world statistics give you. The you know, United Nations, the IMF, the World Bank, and it sounds hunky-dory. And they add at the bottom one of the highest, the highest standards of living in Africa. Yet, if you delve deeper at in the statistics, you find a horrifying picture mass poverty, mass squalor, mass want, and when these are pointed out, I listened to the UN Commissioner say, yeah, but it's not as bad as some of the countries. (laughs) If you are starving, if you do not have enough to eat, it doesn't help the situation if you say, ah, well, the others are starving much quicker, i.e., they're dying much quicker. So there's a big disparity. That $8,000 per head per person, is, it's divisible of an overall figure by the population of 2.5 million. But the leadership in the government, in the military, in the institutions of government, in the companies that are there, live like the billionaires in the Western cabal control countries. They suck the lifeblood of the peoples of Gabon. Have a look at Nigeria. Nigeria was producing six months ago 1.8 million barrels per day. Now it's down to one point two thousand barrels per day. The US is getting oil from shale production. It's not taking, it treats the EU like vassal states. Formerly France was getting oil from the countries on the Sahel region and also from Gabon, but that's stopped now. Not only can they not get it from the Asian countries, but well, they can through Israel, but they'll pay above top whack for that. But they can't get it from America either because it's four times the price. These EU economies, to say they're in distress is an understatement. Germany has been deindustrialized. At a rate not achieved during the Second World War, by the way. Yes, it did suffer greatly, but its major coal industries remained intact. Germany's coal industries now are being destroyed. China no longer wants its cars. It's taken BASF and now being built in China. It's a £10 billion development. And yet, Schultz is ambivalent. Schulz like Biden says that they must attack. They must attack the green agenda, the carbon footprint. For they say that's what's most critical, most important. So you have the you have get back to Gabon. You had sixty years of mafia type, type control where one of the five families was in power. In 2019, you had a coup, a revolt in Gabon against corruption, massive corruption on the lines that I've outlined. And now we've had another coup. But let's be clear on this. The military have been welcomed in. They've got the overwhelming support of the masses. But the military are riding a tiger. The Gabonese masses now. They are well aware of the corruption that has taken place. They've seen it. They've seen it on their TV screens. They've gone into the government institutions, into the government offices. They've uncovered it. To that degree, the military have to act which way? They can't reinstate another puppet, or the military themselves will be removed. How can that be the case? They cannot survive without the support of the people. And whereas they might have twenty or 30,000 in their army, if that, there are a couple of million who would stand against them. It's not possible to defeat a nation who understands that it's either going to be freedom or tyranny and that they're prepared to fight. So when you look at that African map, at the top, we have the Maghreb countries, Mauritius, Mauritius, Algeria, Libya, Egypt, and all those countries are aligned, to a large degree, powerful oil-producing countries. But to one degree or another, they're looking now. Egypt's in BRICS. Algeria applied. Libya has now been assisted greatly by Russia and China. They're on the top. They're on top of what? Of the Sahel countries. Niger, Chad, you know, Guinea, Burkina Faso, Mali. And then below that, of Gabon. is Gabon. And right to the side of Gabon is the Central African Republic. Now, why is the Central African Republic important? Because it is the headquarters of what was formerly known as Wagner. And there are thousands and thousands of troops at the ready. There are munitions at the ready. And on top you have Russia and China supporting Algeria, Libya, and Egypt. You have Mali, Chad, Kino Faso, Niger. Look into these countries, the Plix Plus countries. Look into Algeria, Libya, and Egypt for support. And they're getting it. And they're getting it. I mentioned two weeks ago that I thought... That it was possible at the time, Macron said that they would intervene with troops. Macron reminded that they had uh, one a thousand military there. Biden said they had a couple of thousand that he would assist in a military intervention. I was I put forward that if they did that, it's possible they could drown. Uh, they could fight and destroy the army, but it would not stop there. They would lose everything in the longer term. But that threat. That threat is now gone. That was two weeks ago. The latest we've got is that Biden has had a chat with the Nigerian leader and said, look, don't rock the boat here. Hang on a minute. You don't want to get any conflicts here. There's going to be no direct military intervention. ECOWAS. ECOWAS is being led by Nigeria. But the country that's most destabilized by these events in the Sahel region, and in Gabon, is precisely Nigeria. And remember that quote. We live in the age of the Deja coup. Well, if Nigeria, it's not a question of if, it's when Nigeria, the cabal falls in Nigeria, its puppets are removed, that will consummate the movement of Africa solidly behind the bricks. Plus. It's there now, but that would be it. So I would say, keep your eyes on Nigeria in the next period. The US, there's no chance that it's going to intervene in these conflicts. Their monies are being drained now by the Ukraine war. Look at Biden. He's now under the Kabar in the invidious position of sending over $150 billion in monies to the peoples of Ukraine. And they sent $700 per household for the devastation that took place and the murder that took place in Maui. There's no chance that they're going to go in and intervene in Africa itself. So as the WCCC, as the cabal retreats from the Middle East, Latin and South America and Africa, with its tail between its legs, its evil satanic leadership awaits the sting in the scorpion's tail from bricks. And what is that sting in the tail? Well, the sting in the tail was introduced... Vladimir Putin on video. And by the way, I watched that. And the ovation from the thousands that were there to Putin when he he appeared on the screen. And at the end of the discussion, confirmed to me that this man will play the key role in history. It is around this individual that the great turn of the world will take place. He'll be ably assisted, I believe, by his friend, Donald Trump. But what did he say? What did he emphasize? Well, Putin emphasized that the dollar is finished. His words were, there is no saving the dollar. He said they must increase bilateral trade. Within Brexit, he said, Within all the countries, there's only 27% that they use the dollar as a currency. Now, he we said, we've all got to use our own currencies. We've got to subvert the dollar. Understanding that the less you use the dollar, the less monies you've got to pay to the Americans, the better it is for the countries of BRICS to be able to negotiate in their own currencies, to send, set up these bilateral trade agreements. And then he went on to the gold currency, which he said, will be in time, it will be, it is being discussed, it will take its time. Now, he didn't really mention trade settlement in gold, and this, you see, people say, oh, he was ambivalent. He wasn't ambivalent. What you've got to recognise is that this is a financial war. And you never tell your enemy of what your future intent is. You never say, on this day, we're going to bring in the gold back currency. On this day, we're going to move to resettlement of trade in gold. On this day. But he did give us a this day. He did give us a this day. I listened with intent. Well, he welcomed that on January first, the six countries into BRICS. And that's when he said, We will try and reduce fully our cross border trade between each other. We will extricate the dollars. We will not use them. So on January the first, the stainless tail could be delivered. chance, Mohammed bin Salman, there is a summit in October and there is a summit in January. What chance bin Salman at that January summit says we are now prepared to accept yuan and other currencies for payment in oil or energy. By Uh, That is huge. It would be catastrophic from the dollar. Immediately, it would cease to be a reserve currency in a real sense. For For the African countries now, the dollar is for gold as far as they're concerned. That's why you know, people say to me, how are these poor countries buying gold? Because they're utilizing their dollars. And that brings me to China. And that brings me in infernality. To why this is not an overnight ban. It's going to be protracted over the next 12 to 16 months. Well, that's it. 16 months is its end time, in my opinion. China is just under a trillion dollars in reserve currency. Many of the BRICS countries have reserve dollars. Now, they're getting rid of them, but they can't get through it at too fast a pace. Or they could destabilize the world economy as it is now and bring it down. Do they want to do that? No, because they have not got into place yet fully the Belt and Road Initiative the building of factories, power stations, promised projects in the various countries, bilateral agreements. They haven't got all that in place yet. So you've got a situation where Russia is just, where China is just getting rid of its reserves and purchasing gold. When does that stop? Hmm. That could all stop on January the 1st. Because the dollar itself Will then become enormously devalued. When the dollar itself becomes enormously devalued, all the other currencies, Western currencies, are, if you like, on its back. Follow it. So if the dollar sinks, they sink faster. So from a perspective of not much has happened. In the bricks to what I've just outlined. And I should I should make a point here. I read the report, the five country report, which is 27 pages. It is interesting that they stated that after the fall of the dollar, there will never again be a world reserve currency, a single world reserve currency. Of course, all the economists, the ones I've mentioned, they don't come in on that because they don't understand that. But it's fully understandable. If money has been taken away from the cabal and is in public ownership, what do you need bonds for? You won't have a debt currency, No, for the first time. Currency will reflect real money. It will be sound. You have sound economies. Inflation, price rises, will be, can be controlled through the issuance of money. It won't affect the development of businesses, of infrastructure, of manufacture, of production. As a matter of fact, they'll all explode. People say, oh, yeah, but that's communism. Well, they won't be communist. Rubbish. They'll be private, majority private. They might cede they might a part of their firms, especially when they develop and build it, to get more capital from the parent government. But the governments themselves, in China, in Russia, in India, they've had many years of experience now of working in private partnership, private and public partnership. If you have a look at China, which is the most telling of all. From 70% productive ownership down to 27% now in two decades. It shows you its way it's going. So far from far from wanting to be the new hedgements. Far from wanting to bring down the dollar. Far from wanting to destroy the Western currencies. The approach and outlook of Brexit is have up their own grave. If you like, they're in a capsizing boat. Well, good luck. We won't, we won't, we won't obstruct them. Never, you know, never stop your enemy when it's in the process of destroying itself. So you have a massive,
0: exactly.
1: You have a massive financial debt burden now in the West and a hugely deindustrialized base where the converse is true for the BRICS, and the countries and continents of BRICS. They have, if they have a debt problem, they have the ability to be able to get out of it because they sell their commodities. They're the key manufacturers of all products and goods. And also their populations have accumulated great savings. And their debt-to-GDP ratio is nothing like the United States, nothing like Great Britain. Nothing like the Western cabal controlled countries. So we have to keep an eye on what's taking place. But of one thing I'm certain now, is that we are now in the end game. 2024, I believe, if it takes place, you might have a voting system, I doubt that, but you'll never get the consummation of an inauguration. Donald Trump, 45, is coming back. 45 will come back, the military backing him. We're going to have deja vu in the WCC countries in the next period. And I'll end on this because I noted, in regard to Britain, that the Bank of England needs 145 billion pounds to save itself from bankruptcy from the British Treasury. In other words. The British taxpayers are now funding the Bank of England. Britain, and I mean this with all sincerity, is no longer a first world country. If you think it is, then you haven't travelled around the second and third world. There is no comparison to the internal infrastructure institutions, buildings, general development of Britain to that of a China, to that of a Russia, to that of an Indonesia. So they're on a far higher level. We're a second rate power. Second, we're in the second tier of developed nations. Are we going down? We're going down. That first wave that I mentioned, I said there would be three big waves. The first one is crashed on us now. Be prepared for the October budget. (laughs) Jeremy Hunt. I tell you this. There will be uproar. There will be uproar, but there will be no answers. We're in that period of history now. We should be a good heart, by the way. We won't suffer hundreds of years of colonial rule. We won't suffer the degradation. It'll be a very quick weeks, not months, when we will remove our cabal and we will join our brothers and sisters in the BRICS countries. We won't join them, but I mean join them in the sense that we will become sovereign nations We, the people in Britain, France, Germany, Italy, America, Australia, New Zealand, we will be free. We will have the right to freedom. The whole world is stepping on that road now. I personally cannot wait. For what this really means is the era of the lie is coming to an end, the era of evil associated with the lie is coming to an end the era of truth is dawning now and behind it love will become the most potent force on our planet and amen to that well done roy.
0: Thanks, roy. that was brilliant right we need to do another one next week roy because if things are heating up I concur with every single word you've said. Um I need to do some more shows. I'm going to appeal now, now to the listeners of Roy's shows who maybe don't listen to the other shows and just tune in for Roy's. We need your help. We're up in Parliament. The I think it's the 13th of September. So it's next Wednesday week, outside Parliament. We need to get the education out of schools. We need to save our children. These people are grooming our children. If you don't listen, if you don't listen to any of the shows, please just maybe go and click on the last two children first shows where we have got very concerned parents going on from Wales as well. The Welsh are really, really stepping up. Um, Roy, I don't know if you're aware of this, but in Brecon... Uh, I think it's this weekend yes it is there's drag time story hour going on and they're doing it in a public park Jesus. so they are also doing a drag time story hour in Newport at the library I haven't I've got to go back over and look at these clips our Catherine is down there at the moment but do you know what Newport Council have decided to do Um, The day that Ader HD is attending the library, they're going to be doing a school uniform giveaway in that library that same day. Why they couldn't have chosen another day to do it? I don't know. So even if you don't want your children being exposed to this nonsense, if you need help from the council in regards to school uniforms, you're not going to have a choice. You're going to have to see that. Now, Now, Catherine was attacked yesterday in Newport by the husband of the murdered drag queen paedophile. So he went up, he tried to attack Catherine and many others, and I do believe he was arrested Roy. So it's everything is heating up on every single level here in the UK, geopolitically global. Everything is rumbling. And, Roy, you are spot on. You are spot on. And I feel better now that you said it's going to affect us for a matter of weeks and not months. Because that's one thing that's been heavy on my heart. It's going to be months.
1: No, it won't be months. Okay, It'll
0: be short and sharp. So, yeah, Roy, I don't know if on your social media you can put a call out and just say if anyone is you know, is, is around Brecon and what have you to um, to basically get in touch or just just get up there and show the support for the mumps.
1: If you knock up an advert, I'll stick it on. I'll stick Fabulous. it on. Yeah, I'll pop
0: something right. over to you later. Can I book you have in, you in for next plans?
1: week? I can't give you a definite for next week yet, though. Okay. Um, but I can say, that, you know, in the next two weeks, I'll definitely be on. So if cool. any events come forward, tip. I'm saying that everything's happening all at, all at a pace now.
0: Exactly. But we'll yeah. know.
1: Between, between us, we'll know. And yeah. if something comes uh, it's When it's needed,
0: we, we know. We get our spidey senses, excuse the pun, we get our spidey senses going. We know something's about to come, so we will jump on. Yes. Brilliant. boy 17 over on telegram no longer on facebook but i still can't believe a ban for life on true social um are you anywhere else are you on twitter are you on oh, whatever they're calling it x
1: uh, uh yeah i'm on but to be honest i you know, I, people follow but telegram
0: is it. telegram I, you.
1: yeah i'm not interested in any of you know, i like the idea that yeah, you know, i'm followed. great okay that but it's not i'm really there for the feedback i get from other people when i read other what other sites well, the Twitter feeders, you know, it's getting the information I'm most interested in. Lou. yeah, I'm not. I'm not someone who's, Look, I don't care if it was reduced to just me. Like I said, I'm glad for the support of people. But even if I didn't have the support of anybody, it wouldn't stop me.
0: Well, I know that Roy, and that goes the same for us. It's inside us. It's embedded inside us. And we just want to get the information out. So, you know, to stay silent 15 years at this game and um, we're getting there slowly. Sometimes I feel I'm just banging my head against a brick wall, as I'm sure you do at times, Roy. But we are slowly getting there. The Great Awakening is happening. We it's just can't leave hard at the last hurdle. It's been a tough old slog, but we, I can feel it getting there, Roy. I can feel the change about to happen. My only thing that's concerning me is I did follow um, around. There was 11 people that I counted in the local supermarket and two were so petrified that they decided they needed to get their latex gloves out. Okay. So these people don't fall for it again. Don't There's no chance for to it happen. again. If you're worried about your health, it just start your vitamin C and your vitamin happen,
1: D. It. it isn't going to happen, no. though. It isn't going to
0: happen. America, in America, America, in people think it is. Like there is a lot of people that think it
1: is. In America, they have to attempt it to win that election. It's not going to take place. No. It's not going to take place in Britain. 34 percent of the British population never had one jab, and the ones who've had it now, think about all the people that have died. All the people that have caught these diseases and illnesses, uh, do you think that I'm talking about individuals, but their whole families are aware of it? You know, 96 94% of all deaths now are identified by one thing they've had COVID jabs, 4% of the 4% of the deaths haven't. this you know, these incredible figures that are coming up, so there's no chance, and we've got to lead it exactly yeah. the oh, same, of
0: course, obviously. Anyway, Lou, I have to go. You off? To, off you go. That'll be up this afternoon, Roy. Okay. And uh, Roy, boy seventeen, please check Roy's telegram out. That's it. I'm going to be back tomorrow with the children first. We're going to get a full on update from Catherine and what the hell is going on in Newport. Um, as I said, she did get um, uh, there was quite a lot of aggravation. Obviously, people don't like the fact that. Parents are starting to stand up. We don't believe that adult entertainment should be near children. Um, It's unnecessary. And please don't start throwing in your pantomime dame stories because that's, yes, equally creepy, but it's not the same and you all know it. Okay, so when we have a paedophile, a friend of a paedophile going around talking to children with this drag act this is not good. What kind of checks has this man had? Because he is a man. It's wrong. It's got to stop. And it's up to us parents to do it. They are trying to get violent. They're trying to aggravate. They're even bringing in Antifa and the BLM lot. OK, this is satanic. Why do they need to go after the children? Why? Why doesn't that Ader HD go into the nursing homes and give the elderly a bit of a laugh? why are they so focused on little children Hmm, something to think about that's it we'll be back tomorrow with an update from cat libertytactics.co.uk and yes we do still need help we're funding this on our own we can't do it if you're liking the information and you do want to support us you can find the support us page on the website the reason there are bank details there well as everybody knows we're cancelled from paypal stripe you name it we're cancelled. So you can either buy us a coffee, or if you don't want to go and give buy us a coffee company extra money, then you can just send it over to the details there. Thanks very much to everyone who has supported us over the years. God bless you, and I'll be back tomorrow.